I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby! Freestyle show. Check me out, son. Uh, uh, what? Boom. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Da-boom, boom. Ba-boom, boom. Boom. Da-boom. Da-boom, boom. Ba-boom, boom. I'll sample that. Put that in the background. Boom, 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 Bobby boom, McFerrin boom, up in here. Boom, 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 boom. So that's that's boom, part of the rules boom, of the freestyle boom, show. Boom, Pre-record boom, boom, version. Boom, 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 boom. I can, I am allowed boom, boom, to go back in time just to drop in music. Okay? I will keep the editing to a minimum. Just felt like Obama. Keep the editing to a minimum. And Sasha Malia will be there. Keep the editing to a minimum. And we'll do this. Happy Saturday morning. This is a pre-recorded show. I, I hate to break the... How, the third wall? The fourth wall. You break the fourth wall. I hate to break it, though. Um, but since quarantine started, I have been I have been doing these puppies pre-recorded. Because them's the breaks. These are the breaks. And drop that in there. See how it works? You see what happens, Larry? Big Lebowski. I gotta do a Big Lebowski, right? Or is that too... Do a whole episode on Big Lebowski? Or is that too trite? Call in. I wish... Oh, man, I wish I could have callers. I miss it. I miss having callers. One of these days, we'll get back there. I mentioned Bobby McFerrin earlier. I was supposed to go see Bobby McFerrin on September 17th, my birthday, 2001. And we all know what happened six days before my 20th birthday. So the the concert was uh, rescheduled. I was a huge Bobby McFerrin fan. Not just, you know, the don't worry, be happy style stuff, but also he had this record, Circle Songs. Maybe we'll play a little bit from Circle Songs. And I was obsessed with this record. It was him and eight other singers. Was it eight? Or was it... Yeah. No. Him and 11 other singers, I guess. Doing like three bass, like bass kind of low voice dudes, three tenors, three altos, three sopranos. And it was called Circle Songs because they would uh, just build these 
wordless jams. Beautiful. And uh, build them up, break them down. I was really inspired by that. And so anyway, the, the actual time for the concert came around. Maybe like November or later. I was so excited. Went on a little walk beforehand to get into the right headspace to come. And then walked from my house downtown Asheville. And arrived at the show. And it was ending. Um, I was getting there early, I thought. But the show was ending. I didn't read the fine print on the new ticket. They moved the time up to like a like a matinee. I was so bummed. I walked I, I walked in like the last uh, for the last couple notes of him singing, literally. So I just stood there flabbergasted as everybody left until I was one of the only people there just standing there. So bummed out. Feeling like the terrorists won in my life. Ah, uh, just because it's a freestyle show doesn't mean we can't do a little Winslow. Uh, drinking some iced Winslow. Not iced, just cold. Sorry. Sorry to mislead you there. Please hashtag your tea drinking experience with hashtag how you know and steep into the conversation. So I'm standing there until like everybody leaves. And I guess um, except for a few people are standing at the front of the stage and Bobby McFerrin comes out and talks to some people and signs autographs. So I went up and told him the story, shook his hand. He said, yeah, I just wanted to be with my family after 9-11. I said, I get it. I should have read the uh, time on the new ticket. Or I guess it was at will call or whatever, but still. I, did I get an email? Was that? I guess that was time in the land of email. In the time of email. In the time of Moses. So, um, let's start it off with a circle song. Let's see. Which one do I want to hear? Let's do the last one. Circle Song 8. Off, uh, when was this released? 1997. Off Bobby McFerrin's 1997 release, Circle Songs. This is the final track, Circle Song 8. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. This is the Freestyle Show. Let's, uh, let's hear this, this puppy. Thank you. 
Oh yeah, Circle Song 8 off Circle Songs, Bobby McFerrin. Reminds me of riding in the car. I used to force people to listen to that. All my friends probably got so sick of it. But I sure didn't. I don't know, something about that. Just hypnotizing. I used to sing along. I think I used to sing a, sing a lot more. I know I used to sing a lot more. And I think a lot of it was driving in the car. Living in New York City. Don't have a car. Sing on the subway and think they they, uh, they think you've lost it. Might sing under your breath or something. Sing walking around. Sing at home. But yeah, I used to sing in the car. Long car trips, solo car trips. Remember car trips? I'd like to just get in the car and drive. Been craving wide open spaces. Montana. Never been there. The Dakotas. Dakota Fanning and who's the other one? Thinking a lot about car trips and travel here still pretty quarantined and one way that I'm traveling is is writing and reading a lot but I'm I've been writing about the 90s the late 90s right into right when that album was released right into the the uh changing of the of the millennium guard y2k they said computers couldn't couldn't handle <laughs> couldn't handle all those zeros but they did they figured out how to make room for those three zeros somehow but i've been nostalgic for that time in my life as I as I try to write about this thing I'm writing about being in college the kind of idealism that that I, I had and I think a lot of my friends had that kind of got lost and I feel like has only really returned to me in the past few months that's something I'm thankful for. Trying to live more by my ideals as we've taken time to kind of reflect during these past four months and the kind of awakening that was sparked by the deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and so many more. wondering about like technology and social media as I write because I'm trying to recreate these these experiences and scenes from my life at that time and it's kind of nice to not have to write and include text messages and and an email and 
Google. I mean, I know a million people have talked about this, but it was just so different. Just not knowing things. Talked about this uh, last night. I did a another one of these freestyle shows on Pocklet Potluck Dinner, which is a show where people get to try out new things. I'm doing. A, I'm going to do a triptych of this. I'm doing. I did Potluck Dinner last night. I'm doing this freestyle show, and then I'm going to do another. Uh, potluck dinner next Friday to kind of reset and connect with the my unconscious or subconscious but the ironic thing is I'm trying to write these things and, and remember these moments and places and people is I'm writing it on Google Docs which saves itself immediately oh man could you imagine I know if you are my age or maybe a little bit younger, you remember the horror of somehow you save save something on a disc in college or high school, and then it's not there. You can't recover your this paper you've been writing. You have to rewrite the paper, and it's due like tomorrow or in a few hours. None of that anymore, thanks to the the cloud. And have all this information at my fingertips, trying to figure out, like, when this Roots show that I went to was. Went, Went to this show in 1999, Athens, Georgia at this concert hall called the Tabernacle. I was just writing about this. And uh, we got there. I'd never been to Athens at this time. I was blown away because the school I went to, Warren Wilson, was like an 800-person school. We get out of the car, walk to the venue, and it's just the restaurants and bars and streets and sidewalks are just clogged with students. And I was blown away by that change of perspective. We get to the place and who's opening for The Roots but Eric Benet. Remember him? R&B singer. He was married to Holly Berry and cheated on him. Cheated on her. And was known as a fool from, from then on. He opened up and stunk up the joint. And then the roots get in, get on. And from the beginning, there's just something wrong. You could feel they weren't in a, go- a good mood. And their MC, Black Thought, was, he, he seemed grumpy. And I was, I was bummed out that things fall things fall apart was had just come out let's let's uh retroactively um on this little segment of the show let's play some uh a roots instrumental behind this see how that works but 
Black Thought seemed grumpy, and I was bummed out because on Things Fall Apart, my favorite MC was this dude Malik B. I loved his voice and, and his lyrics and stuff, and I was very partial to, to him. And not, I, you know, I liked Black Thought's rhymes, but it just wasn't the same. And I also loved this dude Dice Raw, who would rhyme on like, he was on like three or four of the songs on this album, Things Fall Apart. But they weren't there. It was just Black Thought and, and the band, Questlove and the guys. And as they were playing, as they were playing the first song, they get like a couple minutes into it and Black Thought's like, no, 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 stop. And the band stops. And he's like, do you know who we are? We, we're the legendary Roots crew. Y'all need to show some respect and some love. I want to hear y'all make some noise. And so everybody's like screaming. Maybe it's because it was a sit down show. Where like the energy just couldn't reach the the place where they wanted it to be. They were he was doing like the they started back up. He kind of put us on warning. Started back up. And he would do the when I say hey y'all say ho kind of stuff. Hey ho and we were, we were trying. I felt like people at the show were into into the show, but it was not enough. For Black Thought and he kept stopping it we felt like it was a very stressful show I felt like we were in trouble and that was my first experience seeing The Roots it was wild now you can see The Roots every night with the wonderful Jimmy Fallon my favorite dude who just Went back to the studio uh, at 30 Rock yesterday, as I'm recording this, this week, and on, on Monday, as he started the show with a montage of, like, walking from wherever he is, probably lives in, like, Jersey or something. Supposedly, like, in the montage, he walks all the way to the 30 Rock they do little coronavirus gags. It was hilarious. <laughs> and uh, and then he sings this jingle. It's beginning to feel a lot like normal, too. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. And I saw the headline. I, I you know, I wasn't, like, tuned into this. I heard about it on Twitter.com. I couldn't believe it. Jimmy Fallon singing it's beginning to look a lot like normal as Monday was also the highest reported cases of COVID in the world with the US leading the way that dude's the worst and then you got the roots there with him my friend Tim friend of the show was saying he just feels so bad for them. I guess they, they uh, you know, they, they were the, they were hip-hop's band. They, they were the band of hip-hop. The, the band that hip-hop made. You know, everybody, all the other 
hip hop groups, you know, it's just a, it's just MCs, maybe a DJ. This guy's got this big six, seven piece band and all the road crew and everything. And they said, we, we need to do this to keep, to keep everybody. They were getting old. And I guess Black Thought was getting upset that people weren't making enough noise at the shows. So they wanted to get off the road. And they got into 30 Rock, backing the hilarious Jimmy Fallon. So that's fun. felt like I needed to do these freestyle shows as a palate cleanser because, you know, a lot of what I talk about on the show gets generated each week by the things that I do, and as those are continue to be limited to the apartment and getting out for a walk or going up on the roof not as much material but we can we can delve into the past and into the future to the imagination it's like Van Morrison said on his tune off the the best maybe the best tied for first Van Morrison record Vidin Fleece it's kind of the funny, kind of the last one he did before it kind of went downhill in a lot of ways. When was it, like 74? Let's see. Yeah, 74. October 74. And the song that I'm thinking about is... Here's a review of this. Let's see what they say about... What Jim Miller has to say. Is this an old Rolling Stone review? Is that a real poncho or a Sears poncho? My buddy Kent would get that reference. That's a that's from a Zappa song, right? Right, Kent? Kent's Mothers of Connection is, is on before Race to the Bottom every Saturday at 9. Let's see what this review of Feed and Fleece has to say. Yeah, it was written in 75, right? I guess the album came out in October 74. This guy didn't get around to writing it. He's taken his sweet old time. Didn't write it till January 2nd. After the holidays. Got back into the office. <laughs> right after New Year's. He's probably still hungover. Let's see what this dude, Jim Miller has to say about one of my favorite Van Morrison records, Vidin Fleece. And in the background, let's play some, like, uh, Celtic New Age kind of music as I read this. 
Enough with the legendary Roots crew. I don't have enough respect for them. Van Morrison is an enigmatic figure, although he practices the art of a flamboyant soul trooper. He practices the art of a flam... Yeah, this guy is... He maintains an oddly detached, awkward stage presence. His vision is hermetic, his energy implosive, yet his vocation is public. Yeah, so everybody who knows it a little bit about Van Morrison, supposedly he's kind of a a jerk, which is so weird because his music is so like soulful and healing. These are curious contradictions for a performer to sustain, but they help lend Morrison's art its resonance. Da-da-da-da-da. Morrison, however, is an inconsistent performer. His singing, at best fluent and assured, can become strained. His mannerisms, at best the hallmarks of a style, can become forced unsettling like a movie out of sync his lyrics at best carrying the conviction of spontaneous creation that's what i was talking about that's why i dig it can also become belabored intentionally arty hmm i don't know if i agree not with the early stuff morrison in fact walks a thin line between pretense and passion Ooh, this guy's like a young matt taibbi Man, Matt Taibbi's been writing some real, real crap. That guy sucks. Veden Fleece, his new, <laughs> his newest studio disc. They still called them discs back then when they were vinyl records. I guess so. That's a disc. Illustrates the pitfalls in Morrison's approach. With its splintered lyrics reiterated over swells of sound, the record's first side returns to the style of Astral Weeks. Yes, that's why I like it. The album it's tied for first with in my book. This guy needs to read my book. While this approach can be hypnotic, its recycling on Fleece flounders in Morrison's own cliches. This guy's lost. This album's the best, man. Let's hear... Let's hear what I'm... Uh, you can decide. Some people uh, some people might disagree. Sometimes my mom and my wife uh, both can kind of get a little cringed out by, by Van the Man's uh, singing. This dude says, throughout Morrison suffers from wobbly pitch, several abortive experiments, the falsetto on who was that masked man. Oh my god. I'm, I changed, I'm not gonna play fair play. I'm gonna play who was that masked man. And you, you can be the judge. Call in. Once I get back into the studio in a year and a half, call in. Do I still remember the number? 718-928-9732, right? Call in in a uh, year and a half and tell me whether I'm wrong about this. Is is this song, Who Was the Match Man? Who Was That Masked Man? Does he suffer from wobbly pitch and a tendency to mumble rather 
then enunciate. Wish this writer mumbled some of this so I didn't have to read it. Too often he suggests a pinched vocal nerve drowning in porridge. Ooh. Man. The lyrics add to the tedium. Take You Don't Pull No Punches But You Don't Push the River, one of my favorite tunes. Prominent lines include Going Out in the Country, Get Down, Get Right Down to the Real Soul, Get Down to the West Coast, or We're Contemplating William Blake and the Eternals. This is pompous tripe. Man, what has this dude ever done? Van Morrison doesn't need it, and neither do we. How do you breathe soul into a phrase like contemplating William Blake and the Eternals? Well, if you re-listen to the record, I would say that Van the Man does that. This guy's wrong in my book. What about your book? Let's let's uh let's check out who was that masked man. This is the Freestyle Show. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. And it's time for Love It or Shove It. Who was that masked man? You can drive you mad, he can make you sad. He 
Nothing, nothing gets that, hits that thing. Well, who else, who else is, is an artist, a musical artist, who hits that kind of creative unconscious like that? I, this guy said it's tripe. He said tripe? Yeah, pompous tripe. Does he mean it's like chitlins? Too much chitlins? I don't know. Who else? Dylan. Dylan hits it, I guess, on some stuff. Visions of Joanna. That whole blonde on blonde record, I guess. Man, I wish you guys could call in. Who are the artists of the collective unconscious? For my money, that that just that that van stuff hits it for me. Keith J. I mean, if we're doing instrumental music, Keith Jarrett. Let's let's play something from Colon Concert behind here. I guess some people would say uh, Bruce doesn't do it for me. Started trying to read the waves. Doing a book club with just me and my mom. We're going to do some serious Virginia Wolf. analysis got this book of essays on on the lighthouse to the lighthouse and the waves read that and in the in the text that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that would only come out of quarantine right I'm excited I read like the first four pages you gotta keep close attention on Wolf's prose. She called it a play poem. It does make sense. You're just, if it doesn't, you gotta focus a little more. It's kind of like, like meditation. You'll, you'll get into this (laughs) kind of thing where your mind drifts and you've read a few lines you realize you need to get back on the page I've talked about early U2 being 
that kind of sweet spot of the weird impressionistic unconscious let's play the tune um, Sword of Homecoming off the Unforgettable Fire record by U2 produced by Brian Eno I think that's another guy who lives in that that sweet spot Maybe we'll we'll listen to some Brian Eno in the background as I wrap up the show. If you're listening on your computer, if you're listening on your computer, please consider downloading the app. The Radio Free Brooklyn app works great on Android or iPhone. Think about dropping by the website. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate if you want to drop us a couple coins, a couple Susan B. Anthony's. And RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter is the place where you can sign up to keep in touch. We only email you once a month. With all of the great stuff that's going on on the station and, and please poke around so many great shows on this station and I'm so happy to be a part of it and without further ado a sort of homecoming you too
just a smokescreen all around See faces plowed like fields that once gave no resistance That's, they they recorded that like in a castle, I think. Good old U2. Those were simpler days. Were they? I don't know. 80s? Iran Contra? Reagan? Maybe not. M- Margaret Thatcher, the milk snatcher? In the background, we're hearing an ending. Ascent. 
by Brian Eno off of wait for it his record Apollo came out in 1983 when did that U2 come out Eighty-four. You've been listening to The Freestyle Show. I'm John Reed. This is Race to the Bottom. You can catch another one of these if, if you liked it. I'm going to do another one of these. Who knows where it will go. It's like the... It's like, it's like Willy Wonka. Who knows where we're going? What is, which, which song is that? When they're in the boat the scary one when they're in the chocolate river boat which one is the song is that we'll end with that one let me find it (laughs) yeah the wondrous boat ride Roll Dahl seemed to be uh, tapped into that the subconscious. Well, I keep I keep saying different things. I, you know what I'm trying to talk about. What is it? The collective creative unconscious. Come on, Jungian folks. My parents aren't Jungian. They couldn't tell you, but you know what I mean. That kind of creative. Well. 
Roald Dahl knew a little bit about that. How much does he know about anti-Semitism remains to be disclosed. But that's not the note we want to end on. I want to end on a note of gratitude, letting you know that Joanna Perpich and Crime Talk BK is coming up next, that I am, like always, super thankful for you to tune in to Race to the Bottom whenever you can. The numbers are still looking good, and that's because of of you guys. Um, I'm happy to see this audience grow. Next week, we're going to try to get Howie on to talk some baseball, maybe talk to Tom Demena as well, connect with, with our buddies as in the way that we can, which unfortunately is Zoom. Zoom! We're Zoomed! Right? But seriously, thank you so much. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. This has been another installment of the Freestyle Show. I'll talk to you guys next week. Race to the bottom. Monsieur, maintenant nous allons faire un petit voyage par bateau. What's he talking about? Voulez-vous entrer le Wonkatania? good enough to eat. That's uh, quite a nice little canoe you've got there, Wonka. All I ask is a tall ship and a star to sailor by. All aboard, everybody. Uh, ladies first, and that means Veruca. If she's a lady, I'm a vermicious knit. You sure this thing will float, eh, Wonka? With your buoyancy, sir, rest assured. She's treasure but is she seaworthy? Nothing to worry about, my dear lady. I take good care of my guests. Yeah, you took real good care of that August kid over everybody there, aboard. for sure. You're going to love this. Just love it. She wants is a good kick in the pants. I think I'm gonna be seasick. Here, try one of these. What are they? Rainbow drops. Suck them and you can spit in seven different colors. Spitting's a dirty habit. I know a worse one. What business, you insult? Nuts. Where are we?
we going? I don't know, but I don't like what's that tunnel up there. Hey, Wonka, I want off! Round the world and home again. That's the sailor's way. I don't mind that's the drive, Daddy. Wonka, ask me a favor. Tell those people to stop paddling from the... We're going too fast. is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes, the danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing. Small step for mankind, but a giant step for us. 